Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey guys, what's up, strong moms? Welcome back to another episode. I am so happy you are here. And if you happen to miss last week's episode about setting goals, I gave you a step-by-step process on how to crush your big goal and create momentum and motivation along the way. Guys, go back and listen to that episode after this one, of course, right? Because you're going to love it. It's probably one of my favorite episodes so far and very actionable takeaways. So before we get started on today's episode, which I know you're excited to hear about, because if you are a woman, I know you struggle with the mindset or your mindset around carbs and what does that mean? And I am totally going to set the record straight on carbs. I'm actually here in carbs defense. (laughs) But before we get started, I wanted to let you know if you are not following me on Instagram or on social media in general, I've been very social lately. I've had a lot like a fire lit under me of being inspired and motivated. And to be completely honest, this past week, I've been feeling pretty good. I haven't been experiencing as extreme of issues. I haven't had a migraine in a couple of days. My nausea is not consistent. Um, I'm still struggling with some things like, um, you know, the numbing and tingling. My arms is always there and I'm having problems sleeping um, and I do get fatigued still. But the bottom line is I'm feeling better. And to be completely honest, I've thought like, well, shit, (laughs) you know, when this first started, um, what if I'm wrong? Like, what if my, what if my breast implants aren't really causing me issues? And it was bothering me like a lot uh, last week, but I been meditating and I've been journaling. And last week I sat down and I meditated one morning and I just got this wave of comfort, like this warm, comforting feeling over me. And I couldn't help but smile. And I knew in that moment that it doesn't matter. Like I am so in on this decision. I am actually Actually, at that point is when I broke being nervous to being excited. Like I'm excited for this to happen. I am actually excited to have my implants out. And I don't think I ever would have thought that. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm ready for my itty bitty titties again. And it has just been this big self-love lesson that I'm working through. And it just has sparked something inside of me. And so I've been sharing a lot on um, social media. My Instagram is at mom is new strong. You can find me on Facebook as mom is new strong or follow Jessica Nicole May. And 
I've been sharing a lot of episodes about self, uh, or a lot of uh, episodes, just see where my mind is, a lot of posts about self-love and how does that relate to us as women and moms and really trying to set up a platform and inspire other women to own their flaws because when you do that, you give other women permission to own their flaws too. So I feel really strongly about this right now. Um, and yeah, so go check me out on social media and follow me along during the week, you know, come hang out with me more than just the one one episode a week on the podcast. And I would love to get to know you more. Um, so yeah, so let's get started. Let's dive deep into this episode today. Um, so carbs. So Today, I am actually acting as the defense lawyer for carbs. <laughs> but really, I used to be a carb zealot. I used to struggle with carbs. I used to think that carbs associated fat or was associated with fat gain. Like that was in my mind when I thought carbs. I thought, oh, I'm going to gain weight. Oh, I'm going to get fat, right? And I know a lot of you can relate to this, especially because it feels like this last 10 years, we have been in a phase of carb hating. Like, fitness, weight loss industry, it's all this carb bashing going on. And, you know, especially with the whole keto thing is really blown up and big right now. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. Um, but today, I really want to make a case for why carbs are just, they're not evil and that not all carbs are evil and how they can actually help you towards your goals and... Yeah, so before I get started on that, I want to talk about what I used to believe about carbs because I feel like these are the things that you probably still believe about carbs. So let's kind of set the record straight and let's start the episode with that. So some of the things, we're going to talk about three things actually that I used to think. I used to think carbs spiked your blood sugar and your insulin, which led to fat gain. I used to think carbs caused inflammation and I used to think carbs were not uh, that carbs were not necessary for dieting that actually low carb diets were better so just like a lot of things that I talk about there is gray area nothing is really ever black and white and this is where things get tricky, especially when you're trying to research things on your own. I know this because majority of things that I have learned have been trial and error. And when you go look up carbs, like if you were to Google that, you'd get like a range of all kinds of opinions. And there is some, there's always a way to take some truth and turn it into something else as, um, you know, just as much as you want to try to do that, there, there's that possibility there if you really wanted to do that. And I feel like weight loss is one of those categories where it's easy to do that. So let's talk about these three statements I made that I used to, or beliefs I had around carbs. And you'll see that there is gray area here. And that's why it is so confusing. So let's just go ahead and dive in. So do carbs spike insulin? Short answer, yes, they do. But does that strictly correlate to fat gain? No, it doesn't. Overconsumption, over calories. T studies show time and time again, it's really the calories that matter. If you're overconsuming, even if it's protein, even if it's, I mean, if, if fat, of course, but you know, we all know, and I preach how good protein is for fat, uh, for fat loss and for muscle gains and just to be looking fit and healthy, but 
Guys, you can overeat that and gain weight. You can gain weight on any type of calorie influx, no matter where that calorie is coming from. And it doesn't mean just because it's carbs that it's going to make it worse. All right. And so, yes, if you are somebody that is diabetic, if you're somebody that has insulin issues, then yeah, you probably want to stick to some like a more of a moderate carb diet. You want to be choosing healthier carbs. This is where things get kind of fuzzy because it's like we demonize carbs. We put all everything into carbs, which is what we're going to talk about next. But you know, fruit and vegetables are carbs and those are really good for your health and we shouldn't demonize all carbs just because majority of carbs are crap, you know? And I, I don't want to, I hate labeling food as good or bad, but the reality is that some foods are just healthier than others, right? That's just the reality of it. Next is, do all carbs cause inflammation? No, carbs from fruit and vegetables are good for you. We just, I just said that. But of course, carbs coming from processed foods can trigger inflammation, which is about 80% of like, you know, all the carbs out there are carbs that are processed foods and they're not good for you. That's majority of what the grocery store is filled with. There's tons of those options, right? So once again, we're trying, we're, we're doing, um, bad by trying to categorize everything. All carbs are bad and no, they're not. Now let's talk about this. This is really going to be a good topic and I want you to listen. I want you to listen closely. I don't want you to come in with an open mind on this. So our low carb, diet superior to high carb diets for fat loss? It is no. (laughs) That's a short answer. Now, I know I blew your mind. So let's talk about this because this is something that I struggled with um, because there are studies that are saying that low carb is actually better than high carb. But when you start digging into the study and you start understanding what really matters with fat loss, you will understand why these these studies are not accurate in how they were set up. So I'm going to walk you through this. So studies show, this is the kind of studies that actually have um, the ones that we want to look at. The studies actually show that low carb or high carb diet doesn't make a long-term difference in weight loss. I'm going to say that again. There's no long-term difference. All right. It seems at first that there is a low car- that low carb diets are better because you drop really quickly in weight. Like if you've ever done a low carb diet, you know that first week, man, you drop a lot of weight on that scale, right? But it's mostly water weight. And why is this? Because the more carbs you re- eat, the more water you retain. Every gram of carb you eat, you retain three grams of water. So it makes sense when you're going on a low-carb diet, dropping all the carbs really fast, you're going to lose water weight that first week. But studies show over time that weight loss is the same. So here's the kicker. Here's what really, when I talked about how there's good studies and bad studies on this that were set up um, not too well. So the studies that you, because you can go online and you can find people preaching that low carb diets are better for weight loss. But if you go and you actually read into the studies, you will see that the people that were given the low carb diet were actually also given a high carb diet, I mean a high carb, a high protein diet too to compensate for the lack of calories. And then you will notice that high carb 
dieters were given the lower protein option because they were giving them more calories in carbs. The calories were the same. The difference was not just low and high carbs. It was low and high protein too. And that is where the magic actually is in a weight loss diet is having a higher protein diet. That actually matters more. Calories and protein matter way more than the low and the high carb. And so these studies were actually set up. The reason why it showed that the low carb diet was better is because they those people were also given a higher protein diet than the ones that were high carb. And so when you look at a study where they the both groups were given diets that are the same in protein and calories, it shows that there is no difference in the weight that they lose over the long term, they actually lose weight the same. It's just initially, like I said, the low carb people will have that initial weight loss drop because I, like I explained to you, you retain more water with every gram of carb, you retain three grams of water. And so it's just an optical illusion of, of weight loss when really it's just water weight. So to bring this all back in, like I said, protein and calories are going to matter the most. I don't know, and I don't know about you, but if I had a choice between a low-carb and a higher-carb diet, knowing it doesn't make any difference in the long term for weight loss, I'm totally going to pick the more-carb option. It makes more sense in my lifestyle, right? And I know a lot of you moms can relate because to think, like, I have to give up ice cream or I have to give up, you know, those things you do with your kids, those memories. We can't get away that we are a society that is so focused around uh, food, right? Just It's just part of socializing. You can't go to any type of social gathering and they're not being food there. Whether you're grieving or you're happy, we put food in the mix of all of that. So for me, and this is what I'm always preaching is like, Pick, you have to pick something you can see yourself doing for a lifetime. It, whatever method you go about losing weight needs to be something that you can sustain. So this is why I have a little bit of an issue with the keto diet. I don't think it's for everybody. And I'm not going to, you know, I have friends that have done really well on the keto diet, but it's 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 a hard diet to to abstain because it interferes a lot with our how we uh, see food as a society, right? Because everything that is going to be at those situations are going to have carbs in it. And most foods do have carbs in them. So that's really hard. But also what I see is people not doing the keto diet even correctly. A lot of people think it's just a low carb diet. It's actually a high fat diet, like 80% of fat or 80% of your calories should come from fat in that diet. It's not it's not just a low-carb uh, diet. And so that's a problem. And then I see people, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, but I also see people not, um, they're going in and out of ketosis. They think that this is something where they can just do keto during the week and on the weekend they can have a hamburger. And it does not work that way. Like you're actually you're and you're going to feel like crap too cuz your body's switching out of using glucose which is carbs as fuel source and ketones which is what is created in your body actually keto actually is is creating a need for a survival mechanism is using ketones as fuel versus carbs so 
like I said, guys, just do your research on it. And if it's something, like I said, there are some people that can make that a lifestyle. But number one, I want you to ask yourself when you're starting any diet, can you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? And if it's no, you need to move on and you need to find something that is actually going to be something you can sustain for the long run, right? So that way you can keep the results. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, The next thing is, turns out, and this is like perfectly leading into this, turns out carbs are your body's number one source of energy. And you know what? Yep. (laughs) You know, keto people, you, like I said, you are actually tricking your body into a survival mechanism by making your body use ketones as energy versus carbs. I don't know about you, but I think God made us perfectly in the way that we are. I think he, he, we need to give him some credit that we are made the way we should be made. And our bodies are just made to function off of glucose, off of carbs. That's our number one source of energy. So, you know, when you are actually taking out the, when you're doing, actually doing really low carb, um, there are some things that can happen to you, uh, you know, and like I've mentioned earlier, or maybe I didn't mention it. And by the way, guys, this is my second time recording this episode because the first time my computer crashed. <laughs> so if I, that's what I'm like, did, am I <laughs> mixing this up with the last podcast that I just try to record? But if you are, of course, if you're somebody that's more active, you don't need as many cards as somebody that is active. And I want you to stick around because at the end, I'm actually going to break that down. Just like in all my episodes, I want you to walk away with actionable steps. It's like, Jessica, this is nice. And I see what you're saying about cards, but how the hell do I apply this to my own life? And I'm going to give you that at the end of this episode so that you know more or less where you need a good starting point on what the amount of carbs you need to be eating. But if you are active, you especially need carbs. Going too low carb can create the following for you. It's uh, It can lead to decreased thyroid, de- uh, increased cortisol, which is your stress hormone, decreased testosterone, impaired mood and cognitive function. Can we say hangry? <laughs> uh, muscle catabolism, which means your breakdown of muscle tissue, suppressed immune function. And to put it bluntly, your metabolism is just going to slow down, your stress levels will go up, and your muscle building hormones will go down. All the stuff that we don't want for not only being healthy, but for fat loss and long-term fitness, all right? And it turns out women are more sensitive to low-carb diets than men. Our hormones are more sensitive to shifts in our diet. Um, so if you are a woman, which turns out majority of you listening probably are, and if you're a man, welcome, and then you can share this with a lady friend in your life, but eating too low carb can actually cause the following for women. It can lead to a stop or irregulated or a stopped or irregular, irregular menstrual cycle, lowered fertility, hypoglycemia and blood sugar swings, more body fat, especially around your midsection, loss of bone density, anxiety, depression, other mental health issues, chronic inflammation, and worse chronic pain, chronic fatigue, disturbed sleep, and a host of other chronic problems, all right? Now, on a side note, when I saw this, this made me think of something, and this might, um, you know, sharing stories I feel like help, and I do nutrition consults 
with women. I work at a gym here locally, but I also do them online. So if you're looking for somebody to do, if you're looking for a nutritionist, if you know, if what you're doing isn't working anymore and you're not a plateau, that's time to switch it up, ladies. But what I have noticed is this happens a lot. There's a link, you know, when I said sleep disruptions, I see this a lot. I can look at a woman's food diary and already start to put together the puzzle pieces on what's going on for her and what issues she's struggling with. And when I see a woman that's eating low carb, and not only that, but on top of that, she's eating 1,200 calories or less. I've had women come to me that are eating 800 calories and not losing weight. When I see that in my head, there's some red flags that come up. There are things that I'm like, this woman is probably struggling with that. And I will, I always feel like like a magic, like a magic genie ninja, <laughs> like uh, somebody that can remind or something. I feel like I have magic when I get in, into the nutrition consult and I'm like, hey, I bet you have problems sleeping, you know? And they're like, oh my gosh, how did you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I can read your mind. <laughs> but no, really all this stuff links links together and when I do nutrition consults, I don't just look at numbers and macros. We talk all that, but I really look at health. Let's look at healthy, basic, li- like lifestyle basic things that could be making weight loss harder for this woman. And so we talk about those things and some of those things is sleep. And there is a big connection and link from uh, with sleep and your health and your weight uh, and your weight too. If you want to learn more about that, I talked more about it in my Fit Mom Pyramid uh, part one episode. And because I don't want to get into too much of that right now, but that's really important to know that. So when these women are coming to me, and they're severely under eating and they're not eating enough carbs and I and they're having sleep disruptions, which is very common. Um, I want you to think about this, ladies. And if this is you, one thing you can do to help this is you can eat a snack before bedtime that has some healthy carbs in it. And no, eating after 7 p.m. will not make you gain weight magically. There's not something that happens magically after 7 p.m. and your body functions any differently. <laughs> That's a total myth. Um, and when I do tell those women, hey, you know, add in, it's okay, have a snack before bed. And they're like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I can do that? Like I'm allowed? And they do that and guess what? They sleep better. And then when they start adding more carbs in, they sleep better. And I want you to think about this from a biological standpoint about your everything you can link over to your ancestors because, hey, what they did is the reason why you are alive today. So if your ancestor was starving them, or starving, because basically that's what, if you're eating 1,200 calories or less, your body, you probably have activated a survival mechanism in your body and your body's thinking, I'm in a famine. Even though you don't feel like you're starving because a lot of the times these women come to me and tell me, well, I'm just used to eating this way. I've been eating like this forever, you know, and their their body is, is used to that. It still doesn't mean your body is not reacting in a way that is like it's in a famine. All right. So I want you to think about this. If you were in a famine, if you were starving, if your ancestor was not getting enough food, do you think that they're going to have a good night's sleep? No, their body is going to give them extra energy so they can go out and they can look for food so they can survive. (laughs) It makes complete sense, right? So your body is actually doing what it's made to do. A lot of the times when we're like, 
um, you know, thinking there's something wrong with us. Um, I just don't have enough willpower. Uh, this or that, like all these things that you're struggling with along your weight loss journey is because your body's reacting normally and you just don't understand what's going on. <laughs> you know, it can all relate back. That's why my bottom line, I have a saying, a healthy body is a sexy body. When your body is functioning cor- correctly and you're giving it what it needs and you're taking care of it, guess what? The weight loss is a lot easier, right? It makes it a lot easier. And then it, you have to take, and then we can take out that big component of needing more willpower because willpower, and that's another topic in itself, <laughs> But we only have so much of it till it's used up. That's why at the end of the day, we want to eat everything inside because we used up all of our willpower. So let's go back to carbs. (laughs) Let's circle back around now. So, you know, let's now talk about how carbs impact your muscle gains. Yes, they impact your muscle gains. So you ladies that think, oh, I'm just going to guzzle down this protein shake and I'm good after my workouts. You're missing something. You're missing the carbs. Most people will have a protein shake after their workouts, but they fail to add in a carb. I always, my um, quick side note, I like to add oats into my shake or a banana in my shake. Things like that's a healthier, a healthy carb, right? Because it helps with muscle growth. So let's talk about this. A study from the Netherlands compared three diets. A diet, a high carb diet, which was 85% carbs. A medium diet, which was 44% carbs. And a low carb diet, which was 2% carbs, possibly a keto diet. All diets had the same amount of calories and the same amount of protein. Remember when we talked about it earlier, that is key in the studies, right? When we're, when we're looking at carbs, we need those two to be, we need those calories and those protein to be the same on all the, the groups that were in the, in the blah, 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 in the study. So the results, the low carb diet increased muscle breakdown. Did you hear that? Low carb diets increase muscle breakdown because of the lowered insulin levels. Actually, insulin plays a big part in muscle growth. And when you get enough carbs to meet your needs, you actually you're replenishing your muscle glycogen and you create a anabolic hormonal environment. Anabolic means building up. Your body is always either in anabolic mode or catabolic. Catabolic means breaking things down. It's normal. You're going back and forth, but we want the we want to do what we can to create more anabolic at the end of the day. We want it to be a, a surplus of anabolic because that means we're going to gain muscle, all right? And so insulin from carbs, that insulin spike, especially after your workouts, is going to help you to put yourself in an anabolic state, a building muscle state. All right. And why do we want muscle, ladies? <laughs> it's not just because we want to look toned. It's also increasing our metabolism. Right. So and we all know what happens when we have a higher metabolism. We burn more fat. We burn more calories. <laughs> it's, it's great. That's why I love heavy muscle. Um, all right. So now that you can see that carbs are not the enemy, how many carbs do you eat? What does that look like? And this can be different based on different people's goals. And we're going to talk about that. So for a woman wanting to focus on fat loss, I recommend 35% of your calories coming from carbs. That's a good starting point because this is neither too low or too high. It's a very moderate amount of carbs. This is what I recommend 
pretty much everybody starting off and then seeing how your body responds and adjusting accordingly. The thing with macros, guys, is... um, you can get pretty accurate, but that number is going to adjust. It can, it can, or it can adjust. You know, based on what your goals are, how your body was responding at that time. Like I said, and if you are somebody that is more focused on gaining muscle and you're already at a comfortable weight, then you can up your carbs to 40, 40 to fifty percent of your daily calories. Regardless of where you are, though, you should always be aiming for one gram of per- protein per lean body weight. So what does that mean? That means if you are within 10 pounds of your ideal body weight, you need to be eating that number in grams of protein. So if you are 135 pounds and you need to aim for 135 grams of protein a day, if you are somebody that is overweight, then you need to be, um, aiming for the uh, look at what is your ideal weight and you should eat that in grams of protein. So for example, if your goal weight, if you're your weight 185 and your goal weight is 145, then you need to aim for 145 grams of protein a day. You hear me ladies? Protein is, remember when we talked about it, calories and protein matter way more when it comes to weight loss than the carbs. Next is you should be aiming for at least 20% of your calories to come, uh, you need at least 20% of your calories to come from healthy fats. And this is important for women. This is to help support your hormones. You need healthy fats in your life. So what I recommend most women starting off with is 35% protein, 35% carbs, and 30% fat. That is a very balanced way of eating. And that's not neither high carb or low carb. It's very moderate. It's higher protein for most. Actually, it's higher protein for pretty much everybody because most women are only eating half of what they need in protein a day. On average, that's what statistics say. And that's what I noticed too when I do nutrition consults. So that should give you some basic guidelines on what to do. Now, I want to share with you before we get off um, this is something else because <laughs> if you are following me right now on, on Instagram, you I, I've been doing stories too, by the way, guys. I've I, um, been actually sharing tips and things like that in there in my stories. So if you want to follow along, I highly recommend that to get some, some daily things. Um, but if you are following me, you've noticed that I said right now I'm doing low carb. And I want to explain that really quickly. Majority of the time, I do not do low carb majority of the time I'm eating 35 to 40 plus of a of percentage of my calories is coming from carbs depending on what my goals are but right now I have uh for Easter we're going out of town we're going to go see my father-in-law he just bought a new house he has a swimming pool we're probably gonna be having a swimming party and I'm gonna be in a bikini for the first time this year so this week and a half leading up to Easter, I am eating low carb. And even then though, I'm still not eating that low carb. I'm eating like, right now I'm at 100 grams of of carbs. I'm not gonna go probably lower than 75, 60. Like, you know, I'm not, uh, I might maybe the last two days just eliminate all carbs, but I'm gonna explain to you why. And this is like not, this is kind of like an advanced technique for somebody, like if you're already, close to if you're ready your goal weight like you're not this is not something to do if you have a lot of weight to lose like don't expect to do this tactic I'm about to tell you and you're gonna drop a bunch of weight it's not like that this is actually for somebody that's like 
close to their goal weight and they just want to look like slimmer, they want to look toned up, they just don't want to be bloated, then you can manipulate your water weight by dropping carbs. But I'm only doing it temporarily. It's only for like a week, a week and a half, and that is it. I'm just slowly tapering off my carbs. The last week, I'm going to eat a lot more bland foods, things that I know will not upset my stomach so I'm not bloated when I get in a bikini. But of course, when after that, I'm going to start eating carbs again, and I'm going to gain some water weight back on the scale. And I already know that in my head, like whatever I see dropping on the scale this week and a half, is going to be gained back in water whenever I, you know, whenever I add in the carbs again. But that is just like a short-term thing to manipulate my water weight and not a long-term tactic. That's not something you would do for weeks and weeks at a time because then, like we talked about all the, the health things that happen whenever you're not eating enough carbs, right? So I just want to kind of make a disclaimer on that. So if you are following me on Instagram stories and you're like, wait, she's doing low carb and she's telling us carbs are good. <laughs> like, okay, let me explain what I'm doing for you. And then also, if you are somebody like if you want to look really extra good for a certain occasion, I just kind of gave you one of my tricks <laughs> that you can do to drop some water weight. But like I said, no, it's not permanent weight. It's just water weight. You're not dropping fat. And I would never suggest this as a weight loss, permanent weight loss tactic for anybody. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, don't forget to subscribe so that way you get a notification whenever I go live with a new episode every Tuesday and leave me a review guys like I got my first review last week and it was it was like it meant everything to me it totally made my day and I would love to hear what you have to say about the podcast Um, until then I will see you next week Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to mamasthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.